This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome back to 19 Cats and Counting. We are super excited as Rita and I are joined today by Samantha Bell. She's been working with shelter cats and cat behavior for over 20 years. And she has a line and there's just so much we want to talk about. But we have to take a brief pause to thank our wonderful sponsors who help us make this possible. So we will be back shortly with Rita and Samantha. So now I've got this pack of four Sharpay Rescue dogs for, oh my goodness, probably five, six years. They get a regular diet of Dynavite with every meal. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. People remark on what beautiful coats they've got. I tell them, you don't need to wait until a problem presents itself. It's far better to keep the dog happy and healthy at all times. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Looking for a dental treat that does more for your dog? Daily Dose is a two-in-one chew that pairs a daily dental scrub with powerful supplements to help with the biggest health concerns facing our dogs. Daily Dose was developed by vets to be simple to use and super effective. Plus, dogs love the taste. Available for joint, skin, heart health, or calming. Daily Dose, your pet's daily dose of awesome. Visit yourpetsdailydose.com to save $3 on your first bag with promo code PETLIFE. That's yourpetsdailydose.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everybody. We are so excited. Rita, are you here? I'm here, and I am so excited to meet our next guest, Samantha. She and I have quite a few things in common, including our associations with the International Association of Animal Behavior Consultants, and she's also been a trainer mentor for Jackson Galaxy's Project Cat Positive Pro program. And what's really exciting, she also works with Best Friends. Uh, She was an enrichment lead for the Best Friends. She's a very busy lady. Yeah. So let's bring her on and find out all about her. Hi, Samantha. Are you there? I am here. Hi. I'm so excited to be on. And I'm so excited to meet you, Rita. Both of you. I'm so happy. Happy to get to know two more cat ladies. Thank you for being on our show. I love it. Thank you. Cat ladies are the only way to be. I'm honored. Yes. So for the past six years, it says you're the cat behavior and enrichment lead for Best Friends Animal Society in Los Angeles. So what do you do? What do you do? What does that title mean? Oh, my gosh. It is the best job ever. So I started out at Best Friends in Los Angeles as a nursery volunteer. So I would go in and feed bottle feed the baby kittens. I, and, but I had another job. I had a desk job. I was working at Disney Imagineering as a talent strategy coordinator. I was full business lady and mm-hmm. going to best friends after work to volunteer. And I would bottle feed the kittens and just absolutely fell in love with the people that were there with the other volunteers, with the staff. Mm-hmm. And I was, I'm happier here than I am at my job. 
And I yeah. thought, wait a minute, there are people that work here. I could just work here. Right. <laughs> so, I quit my fantastic desk job, which actually was a really cool job. And I became a cat caregiver. Another thing we have in common. (laughs) Oh, I love it. So you get it. It is the entry point of being in animal rescue. And you are just cleaning poop, sweeping floors, mopping floors, medicating cats, feeding cats. You are sweating. You're dirty. You're just running around all day and heartbreak and happiness. And you're part of adoptions. You're part of medical. And being there, I saw the dog team, of course, had two or three people in the dog behavior department. And cats did not have a cat behavior department nor anyone in it. Cats are the forgotten stepchildren of rescue. They really are. I know. And (laughs) I had this wonderful manager and he decided to propose to our big national organization that we have a cat behavior lead. Mm-hmm. And they, they did not think that was a great idea at first. And they said, oh, well, okay, you can hire one, but they also have to do half foster programs. So they're going to need to be the oh. cat behavior lead for all 200 cats and, oh also, and also work in the foster program. So sure, if, if they prove that they can get more cats adopted, while they're there, then it can be a full-time role. Oh, for sure. I interviewed, I got the position, and I increased cat adoptions by 61% a <gasps> year. That's amazing. Congratulations. That's awesome. And they said it could be my job. So. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how you can be so much happier scooping cat poop? <laughs> I know. I know. So happy. It's true. And you know, you just find your passion. And it took me, I was 40 when I started working Mm -hmm. in animal rescue. You know, I'd been volunteering since my mid twenties, but I didn't start actually working in a shelter until I was 40. And I just, I want everyone to know that if you love animals and you want to do this, you can at any point in your life, you know, just figure it out talk to the people that work there and make it your job so i, I was 45 when i left corporate america so don't feel bad oh my I god guess. we have so i mean every minute there are more things we have in common we for need sure to, i wish you were closer we could go hang out well yes. uh, no I, I lived in la for 10 years it's too bad we didn't cross paths sooner but uh yes. and i were always looking for an excuse to go back to la so we'll yes. make it happen when when travel is back in you know, being yes. a possibility, we'll definitely uh, meet up. Oh my Especially gosh. Especially when there's snow in Ohio. I tend to crave LA a lot when there's snow <laughs> I, in Ohio. I used in Ohio. I moved out here from Ohio. So I get Where it. at in Ohio? I'm in Columbus. Columbus. Oh, okay. My husband grew up in Marysville, just outside of Columbus. His parents still have a farm there. I'm closer to Toledo in Northwest Ohio, but I know the area. I can hear the accent. Actually, I could have told you Northwest Ohio. That's ah, so. That's hysterical. <laughs> we Ohioans don't think we have accents. Oh, I know. Columbus doesn't. Columbus has no accent. <laughs> oh, is that it? Okay. It just depends from, on where you're from. Exactly. Yeah. I'm from Buffalo originally, and I don't think Ohioans have an accent either, but we all sound alike. So I'm always told yeah. I have one, but I don't hear it. Yeah. I don't, I don't hear it in you guys, but I'm sure people listening from other parts of the country go, yeah, you have one. Yep. Yep. So what did you do? How did you increase adoptions? What did you do with them? So I created those. Thank you for asking that. That's exactly what I was meaning to start talking about. Yes. <laughs> Got derailed. So I, first of all, I created a volunteer team of volunteer behavior experts because that is the key 
to mm-hmm. working in the shelter system because there are 200 cats and one of me. There's no way I can make For all sure. of them happen. And I have my background before I was in corporate America was I was a teacher and I have a master's in education. And so I used my teaching skills and I taught these volunteers about cat behavior because, you know, and Jackson Galaxy says this all the time to a lot of shelter volunteers. They mean so well and they come in and they do brush, brush, pet, pet, treat, treat, leave. And that's not always what the cats need. And Quite often, it's not what they need at all. They need clicker training and they need wand toy time and they need to be left alone or, you know, just different things. Just by educating, we have already had had a great team of volunteers, but by educating them on what the cats need, all of a sudden Mm -hmm. the cat started becoming happier and sitting at the front of their cage and the volunteers were were using the terminology to describe them to potential adopters in a much better better way instead of saying oh she's just mean sometimes you know where so just before I left LA um best friends had opened a cat center in Carson I believe do you work in that center no there is the um NKLA adoption center that is in West LA Uh you're there and I'm in no I was in the um, Mission Hills one Uh which is valley it's about 15 minutes north Burbank and that's the big one so our other one in West LA that's where we send all of the friendly easy cats because they don't have uh Samantha Bell there (laughs) so we send them once we have cats that come in that are just those rock star cats that are just ready to go home anyone Mm -hmm. can pet them we send them over there and uh it's a different neighborhood also it's closer to Beverly Hills whereas Mm -hmm. they have a different clientele that maybe is more interested in just pretty and nice cats where in the, in the Valley, we have this just amazing people that are, they come in and they just want the cat that needs the most help or, you know, the older cat. That's me. Uh Yes, of course it is. Rita has 19 cats in her house. And whenever I'm shocked about that, I always say, you know, she didn't go out looking. I think I'll go 19 now. But man, you send her a picture of a cat that's about to be euthanized or has a leg that needs surgery or whatever. Please don't send me anymore. There. She is on her way. I love so much. (laughs) 20 is my limit. So I technically have an opening, but no. <laughs> We're good right now. <laughs> Linda has eight and a dog. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I love it. I just have three because I live in an apartment, a one bedroom yeah. apartment. So I have three yes. and I foster. So I have four. Well, that's that's amazing because fostering is something, you know, I just get too attached and I have all the respect in the world for people that foster. You know, that makes a big difference in adoptions, correct? Oh my gosh. Yes. What a wonderful point to touch on. Fostering is, mm-hmm. there are so many great reasons for it. And I mean, the main The obvious reason is when you're taking a cat out of a shelter or rescue, you're making a place for them. You're creating a place for them to pull another cat that's at risk. So Mm -hmm. even if you're taking the cutest little tiny baby kitten that you know is going to have no problem finding a home, you're opening up a cage. And that could be for some poor 15-year-old kidney cat to come in to be pulled. So when you're fostering, you are saving another cat's life, which is amazing you're helping the rescue because you are spreading the word about the cat and you're talking about fostering and you're helping get more people on board and most of all you're helping the cat because 
these cats come into the shelter and it is so stressful to change an environment. And if you mm-hmm. think, especially at Best Friends, the way it works is all of the cats that are at Best Friends LA come from the Los Angeles city shelters. Love it. So, yeah. Every I'm very familiar with them. It, some of them are good. Some of them not so good. Right. And they're all trying though. You know, we, well, we're yeah. with them and we're trying to help them not have to kill any kitties. So we're, we're taking all cats from Los Angeles city shelters. So when that cat gets to us, you have to think about its journey. It was in a home or on the street. Then it was at the city shelter mm-hmm. and in a van. And now it's at our shelter in the intake cage. And mm-hmm. then it's on the floor on the adoption floor cage. That cat just had like seven environment changes in three days. And so when they get to us, we're not seeing them at their best. We're seeing them at their absolute worst. So getting them yes. in foster, you're giving that cat a break. And yes, it's one more change, but you're you're bringing them into a home. And that's yes. what we're used to. A lot of people don't understand all that, you know, a cat or dog has been through when they're in the system. And I get calls and emails from people that, you know, they've they've adopted a cat from a shelter. Maybe it didn't have a chance to go into a home first, you know, or who knows what it's been through. And they call me like, I've had the cat for two days and he's still hiding. Well, (laughs) two days is like, oh, would you like it if some giant came and plucked you out of your home where, you know, or even off the street and just stuck you in a new home and expected you to blend in and be happy. You know, that doesn't happen overnight. I kind of think of that old show, um, the land of the lost, I think it was where the, all the people were little and they were kind of being captive by giants. Is that kind of how our cats feel? You know, I always liken it to sharks. I always say, okay, so, you know, imagine a world where this shark found us and he took us underwater and there's the nicest shark ever and they're giving us food and water and everything but every time we look up there's a shark there and it's mm-hmm. it's like that's terrifying what are we doing why are we here yes. what is this big thing yeah. so so yeah totally it's so scary for them so bringing them into foster is so so important and mm-hmm. the world is getting on board with that right now it's so exciting well, and it's a great way too. If you're not sure if you're set up for a cat or you want a right. cat term, foster, they'll get adopted and you'll have had that taste and figured out what it's like to live with a cat. Totally. Some people are like, oh, I don't know if I want a male cat, a female cat, a younger cat, an older cat, a playful cat. I'm like, start fostering and mm-hmm. see, you know, you're helping the shelter yes. and you're also giving yourself all that information. So yes. it's such a win, 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 oh, win. For sure. Yes. And, and some people knows? are scared to go into the shelters because they know they have to make that decision. Who's coming home with them. I can't do it. You know, yeah. my mom, my mom runs the humane society here in Lancaster, South Carolina, and she's mainly dogs. She's uh-huh. got seven dogs, but she's, you know, she was the one that had to go in for her, organization and decide who's adoptable, who comes out, who doesn't. I can't do that. And a lot of people, when they're adopting a pet, they don't want that responsibility either. So if you get them into a foster or get them into a rescue situation that, you know, they don't feel like the weight of the world is on their shoulders, they're more likely to go and adopt a pet from you or from a foster situation. That is such a good point. And that is one I've never heard anyone say before, but Mm -hmm. I'm adding that one to my repertoire because that is so true. Mm -hmm. You're you know that the cat is already safe, so it's not like if if it doesn't work, if I don't want this cat, they're going to die. So it's it's putting people at ease in the adoption. Yes. 
And yeah. giving that cat a chance to warm up, one of the cats that Rita adopted had been through several changes and in and out of shelters and homes and was in a home that was not beneficial to the cat. And Rosie. the first time I, yeah, the first time I walked into her apartment, Rosie looked at me because she doesn't, didn't have a lot of visitors. It was before she moved to her house. And uh-huh. Rosie looked at me like just pure terror, like, oh crap, here we go again. Oh, you know, no. and I felt terrible. My heart broke. I wanted to die. And now when Rosie will allow me to hug her or something when I'm visiting, like uh-huh. the first time she did that, I literally teared up. It was like, oh, she no, she's, a, she's a hugger. When, yes. Once she knows you, she's a hugger. Oh, that's so sweet. And winning the well, trust of a cat that was so scared and realizing that they feel safe is just the biggest blessing. What an incredible yeah. gift. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't looking for another cat and I saw her on Facebook, you know, cause I'm networked into the, rescue community here because of my mom being involved in it and somebody posted her and said you know I grabbed her to prevent her from going back into the shelter but this is a bad situation I have two toddlers that are terrorizing her I have two dogs that are chasing her around and I just need to get her out of there and I saw that little terrorized face and I said I'll take her what does she look like she's orange she's an orange girl um, I have an orange boy too, but she's a little lighter orange than him. Solid orange. She has a little pink nose and she is just the sweetest. Now that she's really comfortable. And since we moved into this home last year, she's really blossomed. Oh, she goes God. everywhere. She even goes up the stairs now, which is amazing. You know? <laughs> she's, and she's, she just has the cutest nose. She looks like a mouse, yeah, like a big, does. big orange mouse. She's she just does. adorable. <laughs> I, like- I just, Send me a picture after we're done. We will have to do that. We will do that. Yeah. Oh, you know what? We have to take one of those breaks for our awesome sponsors. But we'll be right back to talk more with Samantha. All right. We'll be back soon. Molly, here's your dinner. (laughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. are back we're enjoying our time with samantha bell so much we're losing track of time but before we lose more samantha you have a line that you started and we need to know what what it is you got going on for the kitties oh you are so sweet to to ask about so i have a little nickname that is the princess of purr because i used to be a disney princess back in i love it the 90s and early 2000s at Disney World <laughs> and Tokyo Disney. And oh, yeah. so that princess part of my life has always, you know, it'll it'll stick with me. And, yes. and with my cat love and my working with cats, I wanted to figure out something. So I was like, oh, Princess of Purr. And um, so basically, it's, it is Samanthabell.org. 
and I do consultations. SamanthaBell.org for people who want to find you, SamanthaBell.org. That is correct, yes. SamanthaBell.org. And there's a little contact form on there that you can use. And you can see all of the kitties on there. There's all, all three of them, they're featured prominently. So you can see all these, my cuties. And yeah, and it's also connected to my Instagram. My my kitties are kind of Instagram. They're, they're like minor Instagram celebrities. <gasps> they have 10,000 fans. <gasps> Look because- how beautiful. Oh, they're gorgeous. I'm looking at your website right now. Two orange boys. Oh, and- oh we love the orange babies. <laughs> Do. I love them all, but orange, I don't know what it is. Anyway, we, we digress, Samantha. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you're be- no, you your babies are beautiful. Digress. Tell us more. Press for an orange boy. And so I, I do consultations and TV appearances. I've been on Hallmark Home and Family about 14 times talking about cats and bringing cats on the air that were adoptable and giving them behavior tips and just, you know, articles and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And so... So that's, that's the website, smithabell.org, and it connects to my Instagram where I do post cute pictures of my fosters and also with a lot of cat behavior information in my oh, store. That's perfect. 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 So tell, tell us about your affiliation with the Jackson Galaxy Project. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I, I think it's been four years now that I have been a trainer mentor for Jackson Galaxy Foundation's and the greater good. Now they're um they're positive. oh there you are on the website with him. I love it. Oh really? I haven't even seen it. And uh, it's Cat Positive Pro and Cat Positive, and mm-hmm. it is the coolest program that Jackson started because he also like you and I were was a uh, a shelter guy, and hey. so he knows that shelter cats are that's what we need to get this nation to stop killing cats in shelters. We need to really focus on cat behavior in the shelters. So his program is all clicker training and it is so much fun. So there are probably like seven of us that are trainer mentors and we each have two or three shelters around the country that we um, Zoom with. And we have our meetings like once or twice a week and they just talk about all the cats that are they're having issues with. And we figure out ways to clicker train them to help get them adopted. And mm-hmm. the success of that program, it is, it's one of those things where it, you can't even describe it. We cry every single week because Aww. we, we want them to bring us your toughest cases. Those ones uh-huh. that, you know, the heads buried in the corner of the, uh-huh. that will swipe you every time you open it. And we're ways to interact with those cats to help them find homes. And through clicker training, you basically just, we're finding what is preventing this cat from going home. Okay, they're swiping every time you open the door. Well, let's clicker train them and we'll get um, the long click stick and clicker train them to touch that stick gently. Because this way, the volunteers aren't getting injured because it's a mm-hmm. long and they're holding it out. And as soon as that cat touches it gently without its claws, click and reward. Now that cat's learning to interact with people without claws and you just right. keep retracting it until you're using your hand with them and so we just go through all whatever's preventing them from being adopted and just train the opposite and these cats are they can't i mean they're going home so quickly that as soon as they get in the program they have like two weeks of clicker training and they're like we have no cats anymore and it's it is i love it Wonderful. And we've been doing it for a while. And now there's cat positive light also, which is a less, it's more just cat positive and then the uh-huh. other positive pro. And it's a less intense version where they don't get their, the shelters don't get their own trainer mentor, uh-huh. but 
they're just, it's sort of like a, you go through it online, a coaching system with videos and, and you submit your videos. And then I'm one of the people that goes through and critiques their videos and sends it back and says, mm-hmm. you know, mm, you need to work on this, that, yes. and Gosh, I, I just sit here. And cry. Oh, I love it. This is I love this so much. I mean, what I really I really admire that when two people or more who are in this cat behavior world work together for the benefit of the cats. Yes. You know, and that's what I'm about too. You know, if, if somebody comes to me for behavior help and you know they're having some specialty area that they're having a problem with, like kittens, of course I recommend Hannah Shaw and her books and you know, if they want to know about pet safety, I always recommend Arda Moore. She's a pet safety expert. And when people ask me about catification, I always recommend Jackson's books. I just, I think that everyone needs to work together because everyone has their own little niche and specialty. And the more people, you know, seek out cat help, cat information from many different sources, the more well-rounded a cat owner will be and the more prepared to handle odd situations that may come up that, you know, you can't even sometimes think about things you might encounter until you see it. Just when we think we've seen everything, right, Linda, we come upon something yes. that we've never seen before. I'm sure you yes. do too, Samantha. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I've gotten used to, you know, having Rita on speed dial anytime <laughs> I have a situation with one of my cats and we... Um, <laughs> We are fostering my daughter's cat because they moved, and this cat is an escape artist. In fact, we've mm-hmm. named him Harry Houdini. And oh. I have double doors leading both front and back of my house, and they moved to a busy road, and she said, I'm scared, I'm scared. So yeah. we took Harry in. Harry chewed the enclosure off of my fireplace and climbed up the chimney. I've never seen that happen before. He's just that good. And she's yes. like, Rita's like, I've had 20 cats in a house, the fireplace. No one has ever tried that. Uh, this is a nope. new one. God, that's so terrifying. Too. First thing I said is close the flu. She's like, Rita, it is closed. Uh, <laughs> he did it anyway. He's so good. Let me tell you, we thought we had everything covered, but we now have stronger ties on the, on the doors to keep them shut. But yeah, you just, you never know when you're going to run into something new. And yeah. <laughs> And even Um, during cat sitting, we ran into some, I used to own uh, Just for Cats Pet Sitting. We've since merged it with Meowtel. But just coming across odd situations during cat sitting or during some of our people doing cat sitting, you know, things I could never make up. I swear we have to write that book. Um, (laughs) But one of my, um, one of my motivations for talking to other cat behaviorists and, and being out there as a resource is to help cat sitters too, is uh, a lot of pet sitters are moving more towards cats only like we were. But not a lot of them understand cats and their behavior. And the fact that, like you said, with the clicker training, cats are highly teachable, yeah. right? And they really want to learn what you want. It's just that you need to show them with positive reinforcement what it is you want them to do. Yeah. And people focus more on what they don't want them to do and get frustrated because they're still doing it. Whereas think about what you want them to do, reward them for it. And there exactly. you go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You deter them from those things you don't want them to do by giving them positive alternatives and they'll forget all about that thing you didn't want them to do. They'll just stop doing it automatically. And exactly. And when you tell people that it's so funny that the way it clicks, they're like, oh yeah. It's like Uh people don't think about Uh that. Yeah. And some of the things, I mean, some of the things are difficult to handle and take time. Some of them are so easy. I know, I think you agree that the majority of the reason most of the cats are surrendered is because of inappropriate not using the litter box, right? Definitely. 
I mean, that is a common one. And I heard the story before my parents were in Florida. They go to Florida for six months every year. And my mom called and this cat is peeing on the bed. Your dad's losing it. And I said, have you changed litters lately? Yeah. Change it back. Cat doesn't like that litter. Problem solved. I mean, it was so simple. And I know not everything's that simple, but if we could reach more people and make them understand that some of these things Mm -hmm. are that simple, things that they would Mm -hmm. surrender the cat for. Yes, totally. Yeah. I was just going to say, that's why I stopped doing private consultations, because for one thing, they're expensive. And for another thing, if it's something like that, I don't want to charge somebody $400 for a full set of sessions when they don't need it. So we started Club Catitude where people can join for $9.95 a month and have access to me, to to, uh, a community of cat lovers, to videos and things that I've done and, you know. And resources to other people like you, you know, interviewing you on our podcast. I love that because that's, that is so tough for me when someone says, I need help, this community cat, blah, blah, blah. And it is the easiest thing where I could give them that answer in one sentence. Mm -hmm. And I do. And so then give them the answer, you know, Uh (laughs) I want everybody to have this information, but I also need to make money. It's a tough, it's a tough Exactly. And some of them are, I mean, I know when Rita was doing the in-persons, you know, going over everything, writing up a thing, providing follow-up, and it really is a time extensive thing, provided it's not, yeah, change your litter. That's a good one, though. That's an easy one. Yeah. It was- Change your litter. Well, Please. and the thing is, too, I would spend, like I'd, it. Yeah. I'd spend all this time on these elaborate write-ups and send them this beautiful PDF file and outline what to do. Did they do it? No. No, I know. And they'd call me, uh, you know, six months later. My cat's still doing this. Well, did you do blah, blah, blah? No, not regularly. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> it's about meeting the cat's needs. And yeah, it's. I think people are often surprised that it's really not the cat that needs changed. It's the people. Yeah. It's their approach. It's the litter they're buying. It's where the litter box is, the site, whatever. There's something behind it. And it's not, yeah, they expect you to come in and, I don't know, have a long chat with the cat with and say, stop that. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> Well, what's so great about Jackson's My Cat from Hell show is that he always focused on the people and what they needed to change. Mm -hmm. Yes. But you can't tell the people that they need to change. You have to do it surreptitiously, you know. You can't just say, hey, you need to change your behavior and the cat will fix, you know, you can't do that. No. um, I want to reach more people and help as many cats get into homes as possible and help people like you who are enabling that to happen. That's my greatest wish is that someday there's no need for shelters uh, for dogs or cats or rabbits or birds or horses or anything, because people, you know, have finally figured out how to treat their home, their pets at home properly. Yeah. Yes. That's an interesting segue into what's going on right now. With the COVID. Yes. COVID because, you know, like like you said, we all, everyone involved with animals and animal rescue, animal welfare, we all dream of that day when, when sure. we don't need the shelters. And then it's one of those, oh, someday, let's work toward it. And someday we can do this. And then COVID happened. And mm-hmm. something that we thought would happen in 10 years happened in a week. Mm-hmm. And COVID has changed the entire trajectory, the face, the speed of animal rescue in a great way now of course it is awful and tragic and i'm it's 
you know, the people that have died and what it's causing to businesses and everything. This is terrible. But there is one bright side, and that is everyone started fostering. Like it became this this wave that went all over the whole country. And everyone said, oh my God, the shelters are going to be closed. What are the animals going to do? And it took that Mm -hmm. urgency and the tragedy and the pandemic, just that it took that to have the country go, oh my God, maybe I should foster. Right. So all these people started fostering and it's interesting. So I know my job, I was saying for six years, I was the cat behavior and enrichment lead. And it said, it doesn't say that I am anymore. And that's because I've actually moved into a different role at Best Friends. And now oh. I'm celebrity and entertainment relations coordinator. Mm-hmm. Oh, and cool. Yeah. So, but I'm still the Best Friends cat expert. So <laughs> I do both. But I had this, one of our musicians who supports Best Friends was saying that, you know, he's a musician, he's on tour all the time, and he always wanted to foster a dog. And he's never been able to foster a dog. And now he's not on tour. So he has fostered mm-hmm. several dogs, adopted one, got his friends. Oh, I love That's it. Amazing. And, and, he's, and he's posting about it. He's talking about it. I and love it. We had this point during COVID a couple, about a month ago. We had more fosters than we did adult cats. Wow, an amazing problem to have. That is amazing. Well, see, people are home, they're bored, they can't go out, they're thinking about all these animals in distress. And like you said, this musician and other people who have thought about it and didn't think they could, they didn't have the time, they suddenly have all this time to do it. Yeah, they're actually at home. And Mm -hmm. also, it's, it's one of those things where you feel we're all at this loss of control in the world and there's all these bad things and you're like, you know what? I can do something good. I can do one small thing and I can, I can put some good into the world. And I think a lot of people thought that too. And we, I mean, we always have tons of kitten fosters. Everybody wants kittens, but it's the adult cats that it gets, you know, you're like, Oh my gosh, someone's fostering an adult. How exciting. But we had a list of people waiting to foster an adult cat. We had no shelter except for, Right when they first came in, oh. just until they got their intake exam, they immediately went into foster. And now, you know, it is starting to slow down and we are starting to fill up because, you know, things are opening and stuff. But. Yeah. Oh, you're um, reclosing now in California. I, so don't. Yeah. You know. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> We're back to closing as of yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And the thing that is also cool about COVID, <laughs> which sounds so weird to say, but no. I think I'm saying it with I any- got it. We've made the same comments. Yeah. You have to look for the good in every situation. Yes. The light in this terrible situation is the, um, actually the intake of cats at the city shelters, not even at Best Friends, at the city shelters has been lower than it ever has during COVID. And the reason is because the city shelters are taking animals in on an appointment only basis in Los Angeles. Oh. So the people have to consider what they're doing mm-hmm. when yes. they talk to them for the appointment. It's a phone appointment first. So they're not bringing the animals there right there because you know, a lot of people, they don't want to do this. They have to do it. And they're like, just get it over with. Well, so now the city shelters talking to them on the phone and they're giving them resources. They're giving them ideas. Mm-hmm. They're saying, you know, why don't you become a rescue hero yourself? We're going to provide the vet care. Here's the supplies. If it's a kitten, we'll give you the bottles. 
We mm. sick will help it. And you're just going to be a rescue hero yourself. And you're going to find a home for this cat. We will post it for you, all this stuff. So we're enabling the public to do the job of the shelters. So the cats aren't going into the shelter. So they love a decrease. So we've seen a decrease and it's, I mean, it's, I know we've we've gone over our time a little bit, but I want to go over a little bit more. I just want to ask, Samantha, do you know if this same momentum is happening in other parts of the country or how do we yes. help that to happen? It is happening in other parts of the country. I know for a fact it's, it's a nationwide thing. This is what's That's going on. It's yeah. lovely to hear. I love that. It's, it's amazing to hear. And we've said, you know, whenever I've adopted an animal, I've always made sure it was when I was going to be home. I know one of the animals that I wanted to adopt came available and we were getting ready to go on vacation. And I said, I need to pick it up when we come home. I'm not bringing this cat home to a cat sitter, you know, all these people are unemployed. They're home. You know, they've got the time to bond and set things up right and, and get things ready. They're home. This is why just for cats, pet sitting is no more. Exactly. Yes. Uh Yeah. When you were saying that COVID was a blessing in a way for this, it was for us too, because I've been wanting to go this direction with my career for a long time, but the pet sitting took up so much of my time. It was hard to carve out this niche. So we had actually made the decision already in January that we wanted to go this direction. And then COVID came along and kind of forced it. But I'm very happy that we can talk to people like you and hear about the positive impact that you and others are making in the animal welfare community and helping them find homes and helping people learn how to care for some of these animals that maybe they didn't feel comfortable taking care of before. There's just so many resources and the public has shown us how amazing they are. Our country, I mean, you know, for all of our faults, we have had so many animal lovers step up in the past couple months that it really gives you hope. Yes, yes. Making me want to go out and fill that 20th spot. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm waiting. That's what's open for you. They always do. You don't have to look. When the, the local shelter here calls me and says, hey, we have this cat with a wonky eye. It's going to be euthanized. I'll be there to get it. That's what that spot's for. That's what, that's what happens here because I'm networked into the rescue community through the Humane Society here. I moved here with 17 because of my rescue work in LA. I've lost some of them, but I've acquired others because the director of the shelter will call me and say, this cat's not going to be kept here. So if you don't take it, it's going to be euthanized. That's all I need to hear. I go there with my carrier. Put it in. Do you want yeah. to meet it first? No. No, exactly. Exactly. Heart with happiness. I love that. Thank you. Yes. Well, thank you for talking to us. And hopefully, we've got the information out. Remember, (laughs) SamanthaBell.org. And if you've ever thought about a cat, I think this is the time, Foster, get a feel for how, what kind of kitty would fit best in your home and and fall in love. (laughs) Yes. Maybe become and a foster failure like me. And become a foster yeah. failure. Yeah, don't stop the like that. Yeah. Oh. Win. We're, we put out this whole campaign that it's a foster win when you keep it. That's perfect. <laughs> I yeah. like it. Yes. Perfect. When you decide that you can't part with the kitty. And yes. And I'm sure all of the shelters have lists of the donations that they need. I know our local shelters are always looking for not just food, but blankets, towels, anything. <laughs> If you Toys, like, treats, any kind of thing that they yes. need for cats, that a cat needs for environment enrichment, they need. And also I wanted to say, if you go to bestfriends.org, also there is just a map of 
the whole country and you can find the rescues that are closest to you that are partners. We have thousands upon thousands of rescue partners all over the country that we're all working together. And so probably I'm sure there's one in every one city that we are yes. working with that is all, you know, you could foster for them and you can find them. at uh, best. That's amazing. Well, all Samantha, right. I would love to have you on again. Oh, I would on. love to work closer with you and help you in any way I can. If there's anything oh. I can do, please call me. I can't yes. take in any more. I, I can't foster because of how many I have, but whatever I can do to help. Um, you are so wonderful. I'm so uh, happy that I got I to. Would love I'm right near the major city of Charlotte, which I'm sure yeah. probably has more resources than little Lancaster does. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd love to have you on again. Remember, yeah. go to. Go to samanthabell.org, go to bestfriends.org. Linda, thank you so much for being my wonderful co-host as always. And a special thank you to our executive producer, Mark Winter, who always does whatever he needs to do to get our podcast up so everybody can listen in on our conversations. Any last thoughts, Linda or Samantha? Just thank you to everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting Rita to make your cat's life better. It's just what a great group we have. Yes. Thank you we, so are, we, we love talking to the kitty lovers, so we really appreciate it. Yep. Don't forget to check out those websites and, of course, RitaRhymers.com. Join us at Club Catitude. And remember, every day is Catter Day. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.